0: The goal of this podcast is to give that back to you to start building the exact body and life that you know you're capable of. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the show. Today, we have a Q&A in store to where we're going to dive into three questions that are all based around your training we're going to talk about how you should be progressing your workouts especially if you're working out from home how we can make that work for you if you can't just continue to increase weight over time we're going to be talking about how often you should be list- lifting each muscle group per week how you be should be structuring those workouts if you're lifting the same muscle group twice per week should you be doing the exact same exercises with those muscle groups should you be changing those up should one day be heavy should one ba- day be light what should look- that look like as well as we're going to talk about soreness. We're going to talk about should you be training when sore? Is soreness a good indicator that you're making progress? Um, And if you should be training through soreness, what should that look like in your situation? So like I said, we've got three really good questions here. Don't really have anything to go into to announce to you guys today. So I always fall back to the one thing that I could always use your help with. And if you're finding value from here, as you know, we don't have sponsorships. I don't try to make any revenue from this podcast. I just want to bring as much value to you as possible. And if you feel like you are finding value from this, if the tips that I'm giving and the the ideas that I'm sharing, if you're finding value and you're implementing this and you're finding success in your own journey, the only thing that I ask for in return is a rating and a review if you listen to this thing on Apple. Reason being is that for the show to continue to grow and it has grown exponentially in the last couple of months and i really do appreciate you guys for sharing the show show for leaving it ratings leaving it reviews but like i said the only way for it to grow is through shares and is through ratings and reviews and so if you have a little bit of time if you're sitting here listening to this i would be greatly appreciative if you could leave it a star rating, whatever you think that it deserves, as well as leave it a written review, just to help show Apple that you are finding value here so that we can continue to grow it and it will continue to show up higher and higher in the rank. So with that, like I said, if you have the time, I would greatly appreciate it. Let's just hop into these questions and help you with your training. Question number one, I have limited weights and workout from home. I'm doing 3 sets of 12 for 3 weeks, then I'm doing 4 sets of 12 for 3 weeks, and then I'm doing 5 sets of 12 for 3 weeks. Do I just keep increasing sets? Workouts are getting lengthy. This is a good question, and honestly, this is something that I struggled with a lot when I first started working out as well. How are you supposed to continue progressing over the long haul to continue creating the result that you want, right? You just have to continue increasing volume forever to where you're always doing a lot more weight. You're always doing more sets to continue creating progress in that way. And when you've got limited equipment at home, this gets harder and harder to do, right? And honestly, I like the idea of wave loading your volumes, going three set, or going for a meso cycle of a three-week block at three sets, then the next cycle at four sets, the next block at five sets. So you're slowly increasing volume over time but what I would say at this point is as we wave load this I wouldn't think that you really need any more than five sets per exercise even five sets is quite a few sets for an exercise Um, I definitely wouldn't want to see you go all the way up to six sets what I would do at this point is where you have limited equipment, right? You can't just continue to add weight over time because you don't have a bunch of equipment or you don't have added dumbbells that you can, can, can just continue progressing in terms of weight. So what I would do in your situation here is after this nine-week block is up of increasing sets throughout each block, each miso cycle, from here, I would just change the programming. Now I would start hitting things from different angles, Right, like if you were doing a flat dumbbell bench, now I would move to an incline dumbbell bench. If you were doing, let's say a a squat, I would move to maybe like a a front squat or um, a goblet squat or lunges or whatever it may be. If you're doing um, a regular row uh, bent over row I would change it to like a, a pronated um, single arm row I would just switch up the variations to the exercises that you're doing and I would go back to the three sets of twelve for the first three weeks and then I would go to the four sets of 12 for the next three weeks and i go to the five sets of 12s for the next weeks. And as long as you're progressing that over time, if you can slowly add weight where you can with the equipment that you have available and you're wave loading these volumes in this manner, you're gonna put yourself in a very good position to continue to create progress over the long call. You don't have to continue creating more volume in terms of the amount of sets that you're doing over time to continue seeing progress. Um, in my opinion, I like to do less sets for at higher intensities. And so what I mean by that is I would rather train much closer to or at failure with particular exercises within one to three sets rather than having to do five sets that are going to force you to be further away from failure. It's going to take a lot more time, right? And so if you're doing five sets and it feels super easy by the end, I would challenge you to increase your weight if you can, or try to um, invest into some more equipment because doing five sets, I mean, it can work if you're relatively far away from failure on your last set of each exercise. Meaning if you're three to four reps shy of failure, meaning if you did 12 reps, you could have done 15 to 16 reps, but you're stopping at 12 reps, then you could get away with doing four to five sets. But if you're doing sets of 12 and on that 12th rep, you could maybe, maybe get one more rep is all. Um, you're going to put yourself in a position to where you're going to need less sets for it to be as effective because you're getting much more, many more reps that are relatively close to to failure. You're going to have more effective reps, if that makes sense in the long run, rather than you see people doing just junk volume all of the time. And what I mean by that is you'll go into the gym and you'll do five sets, like I said, but your last few reps aren't even close to failure. Let's say you're doing 12 reps, but if really you would push yourself, you could do 20 reps. Well, those five sets of 12 where you're using weight that you could probably get 20 reps for, you're not gonna see any payback from that. You're not gonna force any adaptations to take place because you're not challenging the muscle enough to force it to create an adaptation. So before you even focus on continuing to add volume like you are the three sets and the four sets and the five sets, I would get very honest with yourself about the amount of, uh, the reps that you're doing inside of those sets, are they effective on that 12th rep? How many more reps could you actually do? And I would challenge you that you could probably do more reps than you think that you can. This is something that I go through with myself when I'm training and I'm training on an RPE scale of, um, one to 10, right? RPE just means rate of perceived exertion. Meaning. So if you hit an RPE 10, um, that means that you could do no more reps on your last set or on your last, you could do no more reps after you finish your last rep. You went to absolute failure. If you hit an RPE nine, it means you probably had about one rep left in the tank. So if I did, let's say 12 reps and I hit an RPE nine on that 12th rep, probably could have done 13 reps, but I stopped one rep shy. If I hit an RPE eight, um, I probably could have got two more reps, right? I could have got 14 reps, but I stopped at 12 reps. I had two reps left in the tank. RPE seven, probably could have done three reps, but I stopped um, at that 12th rep, meaning I could have got to 15, but I stopped at 12, right? And so, what I find when I'm training, typically like we're trying to build muscle, maintain muscle, progress our training, we want to be within an RPE 6 up to a 10. The more experienced and advanced you get, the more most of your training should probably be an 8, 9, or 10. The more of a beginner you are, you can probably be around a 5, 6, or 7. But for myself, when I'm trying to train around like an RPE 7 or 8, um, what I find a lot of the times is that I cut myself short and I'm very experienced. I've been training for 10 years at this point. So what I perceive to be around an RPE eight, to where I'd be stopping around two reps shy of failure. A lot of the times I'm really around like an RPE six or seven, if that makes sense. And if I'm as experienced as I am, and I still struggle with this myself to be able to gauge my intensities correctly. If you're training from home, I would almost guarantee and you're a bit newer. I would almost guarantee that you're not gauging your intensities Correctly, And so before you continue to increase sets over time, get brutally honest with yourself about on your last couple of reps of each set that you're doing, are you close enough to failure for those reps to be effective? And science shows this. If you're not within at least four, the newer that you are, maybe five reps shy of failure, you're not forcing your body to create any adaptations. You're not pushing your neuromuscular system enough to create adaptations to create change. And so if you're going three sets of 12, four sets of 12, five sets of 12 over time, and you're not making sure those last couple of reps are relatively close to failure, all that work you're doing isn't really going to create much of an adaptation or much of a change. So I would rather see you try to increase reps over time as opposed to trying to increase as many sets over time to make sure that the reps that you're actually doing are effective. And then as you get to a point to where you're really pushing yourself, you're creating some soreness from those exercises, you're getting a good understanding of what it feels like to be close to failure. Then in the future, if you feel like you stop progressing because you're going to start to see really good progress, once you start doing this, once you start to increase your intensity and just keep your sets down closer to three sets and your intensity is high enough in those reps that you're actually performing, you're going to see progress take place much faster than you were going from three sets to four sets to five sets, because all those sets you're doing aren't effective because your last couple of reps aren't near close enough to failure to create those adaptations. And so you can actually get away with doing a lot less volume and getting a lot more bang for your buck. Like for me at this point, like I said, I'm doing anywhere from one to three sets per muscle group that are actual working sets. I'm doing a few sets before that on each exercise to where that I'm acclimating up, right? I'm, I'm you, like, if I go into a lift, I'll do maybe three sets with a really light weight where I'm far away from, um, Failure and I'm just working my weight up, but then I have one to three sets that are heavy to where I'm focused on getting within one or two failure, maybe one rep shy, two rep shy, maybe sometimes even three rep shy. But you can get away with doing a lot less the closer that you are to failure because You're not going to need, you're not going to be doing as much junk volume, which is useless reps throughout your workout. And so if you're serious about creating a toned physique, if you're serious about building more muscle tissue, if you're serious about changing your body composition, it's not always about just continuing to increase sets over time. It's more about making sure the sets that you're actually doing are effective. And if you're within one to two reps shy of failure or at failure in one to two sets, it's going to be enough. Trust me, you're going to feel fatigued. One thing that I always hear from people when I first start working with them is put them on a training program and some people will come back and they'll say, oh, that was too easy. Like this isn't as much as I'm used to doing. This is too easy. Like I got through that too fast. It wasn't hard. And they always want more, right? They want to do more exercises. They want me to add more sets to it. And I always challenge them on this. And I say, if that was too easy, then it's not that the program is too easy. It's that you're not necessarily performing it Properly, You're not hitting those true RPEs of 8, 9, or 10 to where you're only 1 to 2 reps shy of failure on your last rep. Because if you are, you're going to be exhausted after a couple of, of sets of each exercise. You're not going to need any more work than that. And so that's always the big thing. If somebody comes to me and says these exercises are too easy, this workout program is too easy, I make them film their sets and then send me a couple of their working sets that they're doing so that I can then look at where their reps are coming back, um, how intense those sets are that they're actually doing to get a gauge of, okay, if I just give you more work to do, is this extra work that I'm having you do is it in terms of extra sets or is this even – productive work or are you so far away from failure on your last couple of reps of each set that you're doing that you're just going through the motion and at the very best maybe you're burning a few calories but you're not challenging any lean muscle tissue to create more definition um, or build more muscle in the long run if that's the case we're just wasting our time on both fronts right and so we have to learn how to get better at what we're currently doing rather than thinking that more is always better so to answer your question bring this full circle. No, you definitely don't need to just continue increasing sets to continue seeing progress. I would challenge you to make sure that the sets that you're doing are, as, are within one, two, three reps shy of failure on your last rep of each of those sets. And if you're doing that, you're not going to continue to need to increase sets over time. And something else here is you're doing a three by 12, a four by 12, and a five by 12. It's good to think of it that way, but there's not anything special about 12 reps, right? If you choose a weight and you go for 12 reps and you're not close enough to, to failure, just keep going in that set. Take it to where you're one to two reps shy of failure. Maybe that means you get 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 reps for that set instead of 12. That doesn't mean that that's, it's not going to be as effective because you're doing higher reps. What matters when it comes to hypertrophy, building muscle, creating more definition is that it's not the number of reps you're doing itself, It's more about how intense those sets are and how close you are to failure in those sets to make sure that the reps you're doing in those sets are effective and that's, what's going to create adaptation. So focus on that first. And I think that you'll start to see that you don't really need any more than three to four sets on your exercises over time to see, um, progress. And then from there, like, let's say you get a a three by 13 reps, you get 13 reps in one week, then the next week, To shoot for progress, like you're just trying to get 14 reps. You're just trying to get 15 reps, whatever it is that way. So instead of trying to always increase the amount of sets you're doing, just increase um, the amount of reps you're doing in those sets or increase the amount of weight you're doing um, in those sets over time. And that's going to create the progressions for you for a really long time. And you'll see really good progress in terms of your body composition. And then from there if you get to a point to where you stall out, you can't progress anymore, you're not seeing your body create any more adaptations, you're at a point to where you can't continue to add weight or add reps, then at that point, okay, let's switch out the exercises or let's maybe look at adding one more set to what you're doing to increase volume to force adaptations that way, which is gonna help with strength gains over the long term as well. So don't always think that just doing more exercises or more sets is going to lead to better results. If what you're already doing isn't effective and you just throw more ineffective work on top of that, You're just burning yourself out more without actually creating the result that you want Make sure you are training with enough intensity to create those adaptations that you want to create and This is dicey because I I have different sectors of audience I know I have brand new beginners here and then I have some intermediates and I have more advanced people as well for the beginners I don't want you to focus on this as much as I want you just to focus on making sure the form that you're using is correct Right. Make sure the form is good and then be trying to add reps, be trying to add weight slowly over time. And you'll eventually lead to this point to where you are training close enough to um, failure in the long run. But you're building your foundation off of correct form because without that, you're just going to end up getting yourself hurt. But I'm talking to the people directly here that you're comfortable with movement patterns. You have some experience. You know what you're doing. Now it's time to start increasing intensity. In terms of making sure the sets you're doing are relatively close enough to failure to actually push along the progress that you want to in the long run. So, like I said, don't always think that just doing more is better. A lot of the times it comes down to just doing what you're currently doing better in itself. And that's going to lead to a better result rather than just continuing to add sets over time. Question number two. I'm lifting each muscle group twice per week. So I do the same exercises on both days and just as heavy. Or should I do one light day and one heavy day? Or should I change up the exercises in each of these days as well? Again, this is another really, really good question. And when it comes to training particular muscle groups or setting up a workout split for you to be able to follow. I'm always very advantageous of trying to hit each muscle group twice per week, at least twice per week. For um, like beginners, if you only got three days in the gym that you can be able to work out, I like running something like a full body split where you're hitting full body three days per week. Um, if you can get into the gym four days out of the week, I like doing like an upper-lower um, upper lower upper lower. If you can get into the gym five days per week, you can look like an upper lower, and then a push day, which is all your pushing muscles in your upper body. A pull day, which is all your pulling muscles in your upper body, and then another lower day. So you're still hitting everything twice a week. Or if you can get into the gym six days a week, which most people honestly don't really need, then you could look at running like an upper lower upper lower upper lower. So you're hitting everything three times per week. Or you could look at running a push pull leg push pull leg. So you're still hitting everything um, twice per week. So that's the first basis just because it's going to increase your frequency a little bit, which means you're going to uh, not need to do quite as much in terms of each session that you do in terms of a volume aspect for each of the muscle groups, because you're splitting up the muscle group, the volume for each muscle group into two sessions per out that week, instead of doing 12 sets of, let's say chest on Monday, and then not hitting that, that muscle group again until the next Monday. We're going to do like six to seven sets of chest on Monday. And then maybe we'll allow that to recover. And then we'll do another six to seven sets of chest again on Thursday, maybe Friday and continue that process. So you're still equating volume over the course of the week. You're hitting, let's say 12 to 14 sets for chest. You're just splitting it up between two days as opposed to doing it all on one day. And the idea here is that if you're splitting up that um, volume into two days rather than doing all that volume in one day if you think about it like if you were to do all 12 sets just on Monday your last three to five sets you're going to be very fatigued right and so you're not gonna be able to push as much weight you're not gonna be able to use as much volume in those last few sets for the day because you're gonna be so fatigued from the earlier sets in that session. So if we were just to do the first half of those sets in session one on Monday, let's say six to seven sets, and then we allow you to recover from that for a few days and we come back and hit the final six to seven sets, let's say on Thursday or Friday where you're going to be fully recovered by then. So those second six to seven sets of the week, you're going to be able to use more weight. You're going to be able to push more volume, which is still going to, which is going to end up equating to more volume for the entire week, which is going to end up equating to, Better progress over the long term. So, this is why we like to split up frequency in this manner and manipulate it because it can just help us create more volume over the long term because we can push more weight um, in those exercises and we're not essentially doing junk volume, not necessarily junk volume, but just not as effective volume at the end of a workout if we're already so fatigued that we're not truly able to continue pushing that muscle group that it is that we're working. So, that's the reason for wanting to split up your workouts or your muscle groups into a higher frequency and hit them maybe two, maybe three times per week. i never really go above two or three times per week. Sometimes you might hit like four times per week, but um, not very often just because it gets harder and harder to recover from that. So in terms of your question, so I do the same exercises on both days, um, basically the same workouts and lift them both as heavy. I would say no. The two different workouts that you do, I would be switching those up. So, like, let's say that you're hitting – let's just continue to use chest, for example. Let's say on Monday you'll do, like uh, – maybe you do a bench press with a cable fry, cable fly. Then on Friday or, or Thursday or Friday, I would look at doing, like – a, I would just look to hit different angles, right? So then maybe I would do, like, a um, dumbbell incline press – on the Thursday or Friday and then maybe like some dips or something. So we're hitting the different regions of the chest between the two separate days. We're getting a little bit more, um, we're getting just a little bit more intelligent with our exercise selections where make sure we're hitting the different angles. If muscle growth or building more definition is the goal, right? And so I wouldn't go in and do the exact same workout on both days and like try to just continue progressing. So I want to do like a bench press on Monday, try to hit, three sets of six, whatever it is. And then the next day try to, or later in the week, come back, try to hit three sets, three sets of six again, or just try to increase weight and try to progress it in a short time frame like that. I would be switching up those exercises between the two sessions when you're hitting um, a muscle group twice per week, hitting different angles of those exercises more often. It's just going to lead to um, better progress in the long run. And it's more variety, which is going to lead to less, um, less, chance of injuring joints, of putting too much strain on joints, on ligaments, things like that. If we're switching up variations that we're doing, if we're switching up angles that we're using, um, you're not overusing any of those joints, so to speak, in that exact same motion, which can end up leading to a higher risk of injury in the long run, if that makes sense. And then you said, should I do one light day and one heavy day? This is going to be highly dependent as well on... Your goals at the end of the day, if you're like a power lifter and you're focused mainly on just building strength, you're not focused on like creating adaptations in terms of hypertrophy, building any lean muscle definition, anything like that. Both days are going to be relatively heavy for the most part, because we're going to be focused on six reps or less with the majority of the work that we're doing. There might be like some speed work. So you have a power day and a dynamic day to where the effort in that second day Maybe is with lighter weight and you're working more through velocity through speed training as opposed to the first days, maybe more strength where you're getting close to failure and just trying to create adaptations in that sense. But for the majority of people that I work with, we're trying to use training to change train your body composition over the long term, right? So we're focused more on hypertrophy, building muscle, um, retaining the muscle, building some muscle definition on our frame. So in this case, it's not like you should necessarily need one light day and one heavy day. The majority of your work should probably be somewhere between like six to 15 ish reps um, on all of your work. Again, those first couple of exercises um, for each muscle group, maybe like depending on the exercise, it's always going to be a little bit different, but maybe like six to 10 reps on the compound lifts. And then you're somewhere between like 10 to 15 reps, um, on more of the isolation lifts for those exercises. And I would just split that up. So like, let's say, let's go for a chest, for example, on Monday, let's say I'm doing a barbell bench with cable flies. The barbell bench is probably going to be somewhere around like that six to 10 rep range. Um, again, making sure that the volume that I'm or the intensity that I'm using is relatively close to failure. And then on the more of the isolation work, like the cable fly, I'm gonna be maybe somewhere between like eight to 15 reps on that exercise. Um, And then on the second day of the week, same principles apply. Maybe it's a dumbbell incline bench for that first exercise. Again, I'm going somewhere like 6 to 10, 6 to 12 reps. Um, and then the second exercise, let's say it's dips. Again, I'm going like maybe 8 to 15 reps or something like that. And so I'm not really going heavy on one day and light on the other day. My main focus is hypertrophy. I need the volumes that I'm doing to be adequate to make sure I can get effective reps in those sets without having to use as much volume um, over time. So you don't need a light day and a heavy day if the goal is muscle definition, building more lean tissue over time it's more about just being smart with your exercise selection making sure the intensity that you're using in terms in those sets that you're doing is relatively close to failure to force those adaptations to take place and that's what's going to put you in the best position possible now i just broke down two different scenarios right i broke down if you are like a power lifter and I broke down if you're more build or training like a bodybuilder where you're more focused on on muscle definition over the long term which are two very different things then there is a third approach to where you are you want to get stronger in lower rep ranges, plus you wanna look better as well. And those don't always correlate hand in hand, right? And so in this sense, you could run like a strength day and a dynamic day. There's a lot of different ways to program training. So it can be hard in a podcast to break all this down. Hopefully you're following along to this, but there's so many different ways that you can go about training in the long run. There's so many just different ways to skin the cat, right? But it could come down to having one heavy day and one lighter day. If you're training for purely strength, on let's say that monday yeah maybe your exercises are going to be within like 1 to 6 reps um for each of the sets that you're doing you're focused on strength on that day it's all about building up strength in those lower rep ranges so that first day could be a heavy day and then the second day is more of like a dynamic day it's a strength day and a dynamic day to where second day maybe you're focused on hypertrophy on that day so you're training in the 6 to 15 rep range it's going to be a little bit lighter weights but still you need to make sure your intensity is high enough in those exercises as well and so like i said if you have a pure goal of strength both days are probably going to be relatively more on the heavier side with lower reps. If your goal is purely hypertrophy, both of those days, which hypertrophy just means building retaining lean muscle tissue, both of your days are probably going to be around anywhere from like 6 to 15 reps. You're just going to be smart with the exercise that selection that you're using to hit different regions of each of those muscle groups um, that you're training. But then if you have a goal of you of power building to where you want to get stronger, Plus, you want to build some muscle. You might have one of those days be a strength day that's heavier weight, lighter, lower reps. You might have one of those days that's higher little bit higher in reps, like six to 15 rep range with a little bit lower weight, but you're still making sure that you're pushing that intensity over the long, over the long run. And I've trained in all of these types of fashions. I've I've trained in more of like a strength fashion to where I'm just focused on building strength. Everything's in lower rep ranges. I've trained in fashions to where I'm just focused on hypertrophy to where everything's in six to 15 rep range. I'm trying just to push volume there over time. And I've trained as a power builder to where I have one day that's more focused on strength and I have another day that's focused more on, on um, hypertrophy. At this moment, I'm just focused focused on hypertrophy training. I'm just focused on building muscle, so everything is around like that 6 to 15, maybe up to 20 rep range, training relatively close to failure, trying to progress that over time because that's my main goal is to build muscle, retain lean muscle tissue over the long term, to change my body composition long term as well. But I've periodized through all of these over the years. Like for a long time I trained just hypertrophy, then I turned to training more of like a power um Power builder to where I was training with some strength and then I was training with some hypertrophy. Then I went to training for just strength and now I've kind of come back tenfold in like my 10 to 12th. I mean, I think this is would be my 11th year of training, actually, roughly 11 to 12th year of training very seriously. And I've kind of come full circle to where I'm back training in more of a hypertrophy manner to where everything's six to 20 rep range, roughly training relatively intensely in each of those sets, trying to progress over time to build retaining muscle tissue just because the older that I get the more muscle that you have on your frame, the healthier you're going to be, the more longevity you're going to have, um, the less likely you are to deteriorate as you get older and have bad joints, have weak bones, all these different types of things. So my goals have changed the older that I've got, but what I've found for the majority of people, you should probably be training in that hypertrophy type of um, method as opposed to a power building method or even opposed to um, a power lifter method. Just because the longevity of it Most people are training to want to look better. You're not going to be a whole lot cooler or feel cool if you can squat a certain amount or bench a certain amount, which those are cool goals. And I don't think there's anything wrong with them. I had those goals for a long time as well. But what I found is I ended up hurt a lot more often. It's putting in a ton of effort and my body composition didn't really change a whole lot during that time. So I was focused so much on strength. And it doesn't mean that strength isn't cool and that you shouldn't do it and that it's bad. I don't mean that in any sort of a way. I'm just saying that most of the population in my experience and most of the clients that I'm working with, were training much more the majority of our work is in those hypertrophy rep ranges to build a muscle definition to um to make sure our bones are strong to make sure our ligaments are strong and it's just the safest way to train in my experience to keep you healthy over the long term so hopefully that answers your question i know i dug into that deeply i may have lost of some of you with the terminology if you have any questions with anything that i just went over here as always there is a link below that says lostandlifting.com backslash podcast, where you can go and you can write me your messages your questions from the shows, whatever you have to get some immediate feedback. So if you heard anything here and you're slightly confused, go down below, click on that link, shoot me a message that will go directly to my inbox and I'll get back to you personally answering it to make sure that I clear anything up that you might be having further questions on that we discussed here as well as if those questions are useful and I feel like that'll help other people on the show as well. I'll bring those questions onto the podcast and answer them here for everybody as well. I do have one more question here that I was going to hop into about soreness, but honestly, I'm just going to keep it for next week's episode because I like to keep these shows right around the 30 minute marker and we are coming up on that now. So with that said, I really do appreciate you guys. If you found value from this episode, I would be very grateful if you take a screenshot, put it on your IG story and tag me in it. That way it'll show others that you're finding value from here. I'll go ahead and repost it on mind and I'll send you a message personally thanking you. So have an amazing day. And I'll talk with you soon.